Hey there, thanks for joining us here at Compass Church, where we are making God accessible to everyone. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us as a church, head over to our website, compassbn.com. We hope this inspires you and gives you practical ways to live out your faith. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, Compass. Oh my goodness, it has been a monumental couple of weeks for our family. So last week, after 10 years of renting, we have moved into our very own home. And oh my goodness, you guys, I'm over the moon to be living in this house. There are features in it that I feel like can only be described simply as kisses from heaven right for me in it. Because you see, when it's not 2020, we're the Thanksgiving and Christmas house. I love to entertain and I have family here and we all come over and I cook and it's awesome. Um, And I'm so excited because my stove has six burners to help me make a holiday feast. And there's also a fireplace to actually hang stockings over. It's a perfect Christmas house and I don't plan to ever leave it. Seriously, moving sucks. And I plan to have my grandkids and my great, great grandkids visit me in this house. Uh, now, we've been talking about peace in this message series, right? Now, n- no, you would think that my sheer bliss about the new home would overcome any stress that might come along with the moving process. Like, I help pastor a church, so surely the peace of Christ should rule and reign in my heart always without a blip. Well, if you believe that, boy, have I got you fooled. Moving, you guys, it creates so much stress. I would not describe the last week as peaceful. It felt so great to get everything packed up in the truck and moved into the new space. My mother-in-law, by the way, and sister-in-law, they're saints. They helped clean up the rental we were living in. And the problem is, you see, once you get everything to the new space, it all has to get unpacked and put away. And it's not a particularly fast process because honestly, I don't know where anything should go yet. Now, Living and working with boxes everywhere was rough. And getting ready for today, I asked my family, I said, hey, remember that time when I got home from work and I got super upset? Um, you know, what was what was I upset about? And you know what they said? They're like, which time? <laughs> no kidding. My son said, you got mad because we said mom. Literally though, you guys, the kids were just asking me questions and like saying, mom, what's for dinner? Mom, where's the silverware? Mom, has the mail come yet? Mom, we're out of body wash. Mom, And I just got home from work. And I remember I just kind of lost my temper. And seriously, it was so not my finest moment. And in true Chandro family form, when they all realized that um, they were all over my last nerve, they all started it, including my dear husband, calling out, Mom, Mom, Mommy, Mom, Mom, Mom. (laughs) And they just kept going until finally we all left. And then I went to the bedroom and I closed the door on all of them. And I took a minute. (laughs) Now, I know that this year has brought a lot of things that you can lose your peace over. Maybe you're struggling with a job loss or homeschooling your kids or never getting a break from your kids. I know many are struggling with illness themselves or family members have been uh, falling ill. You may be struggling with inner chaos that comes from just managing all the stress that this year has dealt out. And as I've been preparing for today, I've been rereading the Christmas story. 
And something I had really not ever noticed before kind of jumped out at me. Maybe I wasn't looking for it or maybe just the circumstances for this year made it seem to be more clear. But you guys, God's amazing plan from the start was to give us peace that lasts. Check out one of my very favorite Christmas passages. Now, it's from the Old Testament, and it's from the prophet Isaiah. And he's telling what to look for in the Savior who is to come. It's Isaiah 9, uh, chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. It says this, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called... And you guys, this list is amazing. Seriously, Jesus is just simply everything we need. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. You see that, right? He literally is called the Prince of Peace. Jesus brings peace because he is literally peace in person. His government will bring peace forever. And he is the prince, the prince of peace. Clearly not a government of this world, but a government of heaven, bringing us peace that does not end. God's plan for us is sustained, never-ending peace. Now we've talked about how peace does not mean an absence of conflict. Jesus said, in this world, we'll have trouble, but that we should take heart because he has overcome the world, right? We've talked about that. But check out what Jesus tells his disciples. Now, let me set this up. They're all sitting uh, at the Last Supper, and it's the very night that Jesus is going to be tortured and crucified. Jesus has washed all of the disciples' feet, and Judas has already left to betray him. And here's what Jesus tells them, knowing the horrible night that they're all facing. You can find it in John chapter 14, verse 27. He says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is not the gift that the world can give. So don't be troubled or afraid. As we face difficulty, as we face pain, grief, uncertainty, as we deal with the turmoil of isolation, we're not alone. This Christmas season of 2020, I want us to have a more complete realization of the gift that Jesus has for us. Peace of mind and heart. There's a really well-known, amazing story about Jesus when he was on a boat in a storm with the disciples. And the storm is severe and the disciples are convinced they're going to die. And they wake him up because Jesus is taking a nap in the boat. And in Mark 4, verse 39, we see Jesus do the unimaginable, right? It says this, it says, And he arose, and he rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Now, this is what we want Jesus to do every time we have a storm, right? Every struggle we have, we want him to simply stand up, speak peace, stop it, right? Cut it out. Speak peace to our circumstance. And I want you to know that there's been many times where my circumstances have been dramatically and miraculously changed by the power of God. 
one thing I think is funny about this story is the reaction of the disciples in the boat. The book of Mark says that they were terrified uh, when they saw Jesus' amazing power. They were so freaked out by the amazing power Jesus displayed. And I think it's sometimes we just like to be freaked out. We're freaked out by our circumstances and then they were freaked out by his amazing power. Anyway, I, I digress. Today, I wanna to encourage you. Jesus can still bring peace to your storm. Sometimes we just have to wait for that. And we're praying for you that he changes your circumstances that need changing. But as we wait for circumstances to change, peace of mind and heart is being offered to you right now. Peace from knowing and walking with Jesus every day is available now. You may feel like you're in chaos. You may feel like you're alone, but our amazing Savior put aside his rights as God to be born a human, to be Emmanuel, which means literally God is with us. So look up, my friend. You are loved. You're treasured. And you are in the very presence of the Prince of Peace. My prayer is that you and your household will be consumed by peace of heart and peace of mind, and may the storm that you're facing be calmed. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for joining us today. If you want to learn more about us as a church, get connected, need prayer, or anything else at all, head over to our website, compassbn.com.